It's This Week in Sleeves with your host, the great lord Joshua Regal and Sleazy K. This podcast has been rated Category 3. No one under 18 may be permitted. Let's talk adultery fucking for the 20th time. Or fucking for the 20th time, rather. Because this is This Week in Sleeves 20. And I didn't make a fuss about the 10th episode. I don't even remember what it was. Maybe it was the Mindfuck Ghoul Sex Squad episode. I have no idea now. But uh, I won't make a fuss about the 20th either. But uh, in all seriousness, I'm just personally glad I jumped on this chance as a creator to do this show. As it's about spreading my voice about a passionate subject, i.e. about Hong Kong sex movies and exploitation. So uh, I'm so glad my prior co-host... King Who helped open the doors, and I'm glad my current co-host, the great Lord Joshua Regal, is on board to continue to keep these doors open. And we open them to the Tidy Whitey Theatre tonight, and we're here, therefore, at the yes. Tidy Whitey Theatre during this episode for not the 20th time, but uh, you, we're getting used to it by now. <laughs> we're uh, pretty much in the in the swing of things. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's um, as producers, yeah, but uh, you get used to that smell as well in this, uh, in this, uh, in this place. But uh, I did actually um, go around the place with an air freshener because uh, mm-hmm. we, um, we, we're not talking as filthy movies uh, tonight. Uh, we're talking adult comedies. I thought, like, I'm going to try for a bit. It worked for one minute, then it was back to the, you know, the, you know, the pungent <laughs> smell <laughs> that's in here. The odor. That I provided uh, for you before you came ca- came onto the show. It's all me in this room, by the way. <laughs> you're, oh, really? you're smelling me. <laughs> oh. So, uh, me. But uh, you know, uh, thank you all for supporting and listening, and uh, it means a lot. And it's always a great energy boost to uh, to, to get feedback. But rest assured, I, I always have energy for this show and topics. But I wouldn't be able to have that energy without you, the great Lord Joshua Regal. Oh, Ken. Yes. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, well, in all seriousness, that's you need to bounce off someone and then you, you lift that person up, hopefully. You lift mm-hmm. yourself up and you combine to something, you, you combine into something, something very bad, as a matter of fact, because we're talking the movies we do, but you know, we, we do an okay job. That, that's also my point. Yeah. I uh, bring the Batman voices, you bring the knowledge, you know? Works out. Hmm. Well, if that's how you see it, I, I'm not sure we we are in sync, actually. <laughs> that, that's what I do for the show, I thought. I thought I was here just to do the Batman You voice. bring the knowledge and more, uh, my friend. So, But you also do Batman voices and pirate voices and sing. And uh, we're going to hear at least the latter aspect uh, come uh, come to life during, during this episode. Uh, and uh, once we do it enough times, mm-hmm. we have enough to put out a uh, tri- triple uh, record of uh, the great <laughs> Joshua Lord sings. <laughs> Bitch is coming out on vinyl. Yes. Hell so I said stained vinyl. Nothing else. <laughs> of course. I've seen vinyls where it's like different colors and stuff. On, mm-hmm. You know, so we can have you know, black and then stuff. just uh, like if you um, drop some uh, white paint on it, uh, mm-hmm. that'll be fine. Um, lovely. Uh, actually, tonight's movies again, comedies of adultery that doesn't go very well. Um, they are still about the most wholesome and clean we've ever reviewed uh, here mm-hmm. at the Tidy Whitey Theatre. 
but there was no doubt that these two movies were going for the Category 3 rating. It's not an accident that they managed to slip in a booby or two and therefore slip into the Category 3 rating. It's, uh, very, it's very evident. And we are talking Lee Chung-ling and Xing Fuyong's misadventures of fooling in I Love Miss Fox and Secret Lover from 1993 and 1995, respectively. And Lee Chung-ling, as you might remember, listeners, and you, Joshua, from the Christmas... Christmas? Christmas episode. I was like that character... What's the hunter called? Uh, The hunts uh, uh, Bugs Bunny. Oh, Elmer Fudd. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Christmas. Christmas time. Uh, but um, uh, we talked of Lee Chung Ling because he was in love is over as this very shy guy whose uh, main defense against when he got insecure and scared was eating uh, bananas. <laughs> very adorable. And uh, we uh, see a lead role here, kind of the role where I got like uh, wind of this guy is quite something. I like him. <laughs> And Xing Fuyong we all know and love, uh, so uh, we're going to talk them and uh, review the movies. But first of all, contact information. This is This Week in Sleaze 20, and uh, start your celebrating in the background, if you like, people. We, we're not going to celebrate as such, but uh, you can reach the show at podcastonfire.com, where the bonus episodes are that we do every now and again, and all the other shows across the network. Email for feedback, podcastonfire at googlemail.com. We're a presence on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash POF network. If you like us, you can click and like the page, but you can also follow the link on the page to the discussion group. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we always discuss and leave show updates there and uh, have a general, uh, generally a good, clean time for mostly anyway. You know, we don't <laughs> post nude pictures. I, I kind of like, um, I don't know, may, maybe I'm just um, at heart quite a timid person that uh, I want to talk sleaze but I don't want to uh, get booted off Facebook either I guess is the point you <laughs> exactly. know what I mean maybe if, yes. put it, maybe if you put the settings on private you can post away boobies but um, you can but you know I'm, 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 it's not really needed to be honest yeah I mean that's the kind of thing I mean you don't want to limit your audience and stuff you know you want everybody to have a good time even when you're talking about dirty movies i think exactly um but you can reach the discussion group uh, via that link i talked of or type in podcast on fire network in the facebook search box and that will get you the group follow us on twitter twitter.com forward slash podcast on fire my writing of among other things category free movies but also ninja ninja exploitation uh, taiwan black movies you can reach at sogoodreviews.com and also do a little video reviews also without boobies because i don't want to challenge either youtube or blip tv <laughs> At sleazykvideo.com. And I tweet about uh, all that kind of nonsense and music and what have you at twitter.com forward slash so good reviews. Subscribe to the to the Podcast on Fire Network on iTunes, but you can subscribe specifically to This Week in Sleaze on iTunes. And if you like the show, please leave a little star rating. Uh, well, there are the, there's no other way to leave a star rating. It's a, it's a star rating or nothing. <laughs> little or big yes. is, uh, doesn't figure into the equation. But uh, totally. if yeah, it's easy enough, and we appreciate if you do that. But also, if you feel you have a little something to say about the show, leave a little review as well, and, uh, and uh, tell us if you like the show or not. We would very much appreciate that. And those of you who, have, uh, who did so, I checked the uh, main of the podcast on fire reviews. Are, uh, those are the ones that have been... Um, uh, because the show is bigger than the other shows, so we got the most reviews from from people on that show, and they were all very, very kind. So thank you very much. 
Uh, and you can stream us on Stitcher if you don't like downloading podcasts to your computer or devices. So that application is available to your iPhone, iPad, Android or BlackBerry. And once you're in Stitcher, you can type in Podcast on Fire Network and that will get you the option to add each show individually. And finally, from me, of course, the man who co-authored the intro you heard is Brian Kirby. And as per usual, Shelf Life Clothing is his t-shirt store t-shirt line that you should all check out and support some very very cool designs on there and i'm wearing right now i didn't even uh, realize this his zero sour truly i didn't actually it's not a bit by in the plug his zero sour versus wolf human t-shirt which is his uh, made-up kaiju movie nice so and uh brian knows his japanese kaiju movies with that poster design which is the uh, image of the shirt it's like you know, if you didn't know better, then you 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 would probably think like, "Whoa, that Toho or Toei movie looks great." <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, that's uh, that's me. Uh, your uh, various V endeavors uh, started with your writing, Joshua. Tell us about My that. Various V endeavors, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Vcinemashow.com, which uh, you know the podcast pretty much on a hiatus right now, but the you know the blog's still going strong. So mm-hmm. check it out. You know, all kinds of cool stuff happening there on a daily basis. Uh, and then VeritCelluloid.net, uh, my website where I do movie reviews and whatnot. Currently, uh, i got a lot of stuff in the pipeline, but like my no, actual... No, uh, no current theme or such right now? No, no. Not, only thing, I mean, next thing's going to be... I'm already gearing up for the next Halloween horror. Holy and fucking Christ. <laughs> Yeah. So, what I mean, is it? Ex- it's like fucking April now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you watch a horror movie, you start preparing, you know? Yeah, I suppose. But, uh. Well, if yeah, you're going to so- get 30, 30 for that month, or, mm-hmm. or the goal, I suppose, is 30 at least. It's like 30,000 uh, words to write, you know? Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a book. And you got to write a book every friggin' October and then turn around <laughs> and do the Kung Fu Christmas and write another book. Well, 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 you missed out on something. Maybe you had this idea before, but the FarEastFilms.com crew actually uh, had a wonderful idea for spring, and they did uh, Old School Easter. Oh. Mm, yeah, I, uh, two weeks actually, starting from Easter, and ended um, right about this weekend of um, April 13th. Uh, with uh, old school reviews and um, read uh, viewer contrib- uh, con- viewers uh, readers for fuck's sake contributing <laughs> reviews and uh, it was just good good fun and uh, good selection of reviews so if you haven't checked well, that out foreastfilms.com and don't you steal that idea uh, <laughs> that name rather well I, I got Kung Fu Christmas so I'm good but, absolutely uh, I, I've been thinking about doing well I've been thinking about trying to figure in a m- month that I could do uh, like spaghetti westerns because mm-hmm. I really love spaghetti westerns as well. But uh, I've also been contemplating doing, like, for Black History Month, doing, uh, you know, black exploitation films because that's another, you know, genre that I love. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, someday, you know, maybe right. when I'm making that nurse money and I can sit there and chill at the house a little bit more or something. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm just too busy. Well, you, you have ideas, sir, and uh, that's uh, mm-hmm. always admirable. And uh, what you do is, uh, you, it's not in shortage, what you do regardless. So, uh, yeah. uh, so recently at the time of recording, I saw you put up a review, a written one. I didn't know if you were going to do one of uh, mm-hmm. Run and Kill, despite doing it on the podcast as well. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I, I reviewed that, you know, a while back or whatever, but I first heard about it on 
uh, you know, this week in Sleaze, back when uh, King Who was on the show. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, uh, it's nice to uh, it's nice that we have an effect. Uh, and and in all honesty, if you affect, affect one person, to mm-hmm. to especially one person that then go ahead and create based on what uh, he or she heard, then mm-hmm. that makes it all worth it. In all honesty, it does. Uh, uh, as a creator, artist, or whatever you do, if you affect someone to that degree, then that's uh, worth uh, that's worth a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay, we are taking a small musical break, and then we are going to talk about I Love Miss Fox from 1993. So uh, the tales of uh, fooling gone wrong starts, starts right now. <laughs> I use that because that's what they always uh, trans- <laughs> translate it as. That. Fooling. Are you uh, fooling? What the uh, fuck are you talking about? I have no idea. I, I, I think um, most of these translators, that they, when, they, they are fairly good at English, of course, but uh, you know, some words are just too, um, too hard or too similar to a completely uh-huh. different thing. So if you watch like subtitles, they always mistake, uh, you know, vehicles for something else you know when they say they're going to drive a car they go on a motorbike so i'm thinking like the language <laughs> you know the words are so similar and they're used to translating it as that uh but fooling is just uh, the closest equivalent they can come up with you know in the moment while translating five thousand category three modes uh but uh, there you go anyway we are taking a break and all that though so see you later <laughs> So, welcome to the review of I Love Miss Fox from 1993 and plot from my review of the film because I review six movies and shit, including this one. <laughs> Wang, played by Lee Chung Ling, and Ling, played by Mondi Yao, live a perfectly ordinary but organized married life. Uh, and organized, rather. Uh, Wang is presented with the temptation of actually going out to get a mistress to bring actual fun into his life. And he, and he can't resist the sight of Wild Nancy, played by beautiful Category 3 girl Li Wai Guan, whose career only covered 1993 and 1994, and then she was gone. For whatever reason. Um, she see, uh, He sees her, and... Um, uh, yep. Yeah. Fools with her, if you will. <laughs> he sleeps with her. Uh, and having learned a thing or two about sex, and um, yeah, having learned a thing or two about sex after this uh, encounter, he projects those desires onto his wife, only to have it work against him, as she's now slipping out of his grip, as she's kind of reborn as well. And the moral of the story is dot dot dot. You know. Grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, exactly. That's a poetic way of saying it uh, for, yeah. a, for, for a Category 3 movie that is not as filthy uh, as uh, you might think. But uh, anyway, directed and co-written by Stefan Yip. And he was uh, like a background kung fu player for a number of years, but he's dabbled in everything uh, since then. Not everything, but a lot. Like producing, writing, and directing. And he debuted with the excellent and underrated thriller Missing Man, starring Joey Wong. Uh, he followed up that uh, darkness with the more... 
with uh, with more darkness they have a Derek G starrer fatal mission from 1991 which sounds like a generic action movie but it's a, a solid thriller and it it's always cool to see a guy like Derek G still do movies mid his directing career. I mean, Derek Yee is the director of The Lunatics, Celebi Moncherie, Viva Erotica, and One Night in Mong Kok, yeah, like, uh, released a few years ago. So, uh, he, he in, a, in a busy Hong Kong cinema of 1991, he took a starring role, and uh, that, that was pretty cool. Uh, so, there was Dark Train of Thoughts in Stefan Yip's uh, vision, but uh, I also, based on the few movies I've seen, I mean, he's, he's made a lot, but I've not seen like more than three or four, but based on the ones I've seen, it you know quirky odd comedy clearly was a comfort zone as well as evident in i love miss fox but also in the 1997 production uh, mad stylist <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, like yeah. a rapper there yeah there you go uh, i think um i heard someone talk of like the tagline for it or what a tagline should be for it and uh, the obvious one would therefore be the first cut it's the deepest but uh, I, I don't know if they put it on the poster, but regardless, it's a what bizarre, wild, and funny category free slasher movie starring Michael Wong and Ken Chang as uh, cops. Uh, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. It is amazing, but it's not as graphic as you might think. It's just fresh, really. It's a fairly smart and intuitive category free like thriller. That cast, man. Yeah. That uh, and it stars a main lead actor as the, as the mad stylist, if you will. Um, and it is a fairly smart one and, and it features one of those like let's stop and do this for a moment uh, a singing number with uh, Michael Wong and Ken Cheng singing wow. Diana together <laughs> and I hope my memory is right uh, because um, I know Michael Wong plays the saxophone in real life so I hope to <laughs> Christ he did it in the movie or it's just me wishing he, because there is a saxophone part in Diana, you know. Diana. Uh, and they sing it in English, I think, both of them. Oh my goodness. So uh, it's one of those, let's stop and do this for a moment. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll probably cover it at some point because it, it is a fun, a kind of unseen, underrated one. And uh, so surprise me, uh, the quality of it. Is it Cat 3? Yep. Oh my goodness. I mean, it has enough, I think. Um, nudity and violence to warrant it but uh it's not it's not uh, it's still fairly well made and not one of those uh, super low budget ones where they just put people in front of the camera and go just thinking about it, it's got me so excited i want to go out and go fooling it's <laughs> amazing you think that when thinking of mad stylist and not i love miss fox <laughs> <laughs> yeah whoa oh yeah got freaking uh my boy can't change anymore man mm-hmm Absolutely, uh, but uh, focus, fo- focus, focus on the actual feeling here. Uh, I love Miss Fox. Short, first bite-sized opinion from you, Joshua. What did you think of this fooling adventure? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, how to put it in words? Um, well, well, you have to. It's a podcast. So. Oh, I do. Dang it! I drew this picture. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, no, um, I think it is like a. I don't know. I haven't seen too many, but like a. The category three version of a Doris Day type sex comedy or something like that. You know, it's it's much more, much more not mainstream, but uh, 
it's the family friendliest movie I think we've probably reviewed on the podcast. Well, both of these movies today are. You know, it's uh, it's something that my girlfriend probably wouldn't think I was a weirdo for watching. <laughs> so that, that probably says all you need to know about it. But you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I mean, if you want a positive or a negative opinion about it, it's going to be a positive one, and uh, it's just a fun movie. Cool, cool. Uh, it's an, I agree. It's enjoyable, almost clean fun because it is actually it has nudity and is for adults only. Uh, about the misadventures of adultery and uh, plus the obvious moral of the story wrapped in a quirky cartoon-like package. Right. It, it's uh, kind of like maybe the. Uh, it's actually it's less I think less shameful than like the American Pie movies, mm-hmm. even though they're both like sex comedies or whatever. Um, this one, yeah, like you said, more cartoonish, so it kind of just brightens it up a little bit, doesn't mm-hmm. make it seem as just uh, disgusting. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're very right, you're very right. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't aim for that, it, it aims for light fun and the obvious moral of the story, and it has kind of, you know, the Lee Chung Ling performance. If I were to show someone, you know, a main role for this uh, unique odd guy, you know, uh, who's, who's not your more your everyday man than your handsome leading man right. uh, you know I would show him this because lo- love is over he's, uh, he's, a po- he's a supporting actor he's noticeable but uh, you know pair them up if you want to desperately see Lee Chun Ling uh, I love Miss Fox and love is over it's a perfectly good start mm. um, so that, that's my brief opinion uh, let's talk about it uh, again Stefan Yip really hit it, hit it out of the park twice anyway in, in total it might only be uh, for for adult movies anyway, it uh, might only be this and Mad Stylist. Uh, he's actually really watchable adult movies, but uh, it shows, and you will notice if you look at Mad Stylist as well, that he he got time and he took time with his uh, movies, his comedy, his quirky behavior, uh, because it's not. It might have been made cheap, but it's not. It doesn't come off as a cheapy, and uh, and uh, it comes off as focused, and it has a game actor as many game actors but you know a game actor in Lee Chung Ling who you know two movies in for Lee Chung Ling you know can, can you see him in any other type of genre you know because I, I know for a fact that darkness never suited him uh, it yeah. came off as forced when he tried to be hmm, hard and uh, intimidating you know because he looks you know he, he doesn't look ugly but he, he he looks it looks more natural for him to be you know, adorable and uh, nutty and uh, light and comedic. Or, or what do you think about him? Uh, yeah, he's the baby face. He's not the heel. Uh, you know, he just doesn't seem like he would take uh, too well to that. He's, he's too uh, charismatic in terms of just, like, uh, getting the audience to like him, mm-hmm. which is kind of, like, uh, one of my notes was that, like, you know, in real life, this situation that the film follows this guy is would be considered just the biggest asshole on the planet. You know, mm-hmm. he's the biggest, dumbest, you know, male chauvinist pig, you know. Mm-hmm. But somehow Lee Chung Ling makes this character, somehow you end up liking the son of a bitch. And, you know, it really doesn't make any sense, but, you know, he's very sympathetic, you know. And it's not like an overall really horrible movie where people you know die because of his actions it's no. not like you like him because he's an evil he evil son of a bitch like garbage you know yeah and, uh, that, that that is not likable in itself but uh, you're, you're very right you know it's not easy mm-hmm. to say like in words that uh, this is all likable but he is and uh, and and it starts with that 
you know, the first shot of the movie is of the wedding photograph, and you see his stupid shit-eating grin on the wedding photo, <laughs> and it pans down to the bed with the bouncy score, and he's waking up, and something is bound to get silly here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the movie is there already, kind Next of like... You know, he's taking a dump with the door open, you yep. know? <laughs> the, the, morning, the morning routine, what did you, what did you think of uh, how <laughs> Stefan Yip set up this awfully well-organized couple? And I say awfully, because I think it's pretty awful how well-organized they are, actually. Yes. I mean, down to the way they dress, you know. Apparently, they seem to dress the same way every day. The wife wears a little suit. He, you know, wears his little suit. And uh, they almost look like brother and sister instead of, you know, husband and wife. And uh, They're yeah, way too in sync. I mean, yeah. she, she can even pour his coffee without even looking, and he will extend his arm to actually, you know, hit his mark, if you will. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, you know, obviously that's the point. It's not depressing, but this is, you know, their their loyalty towards each other is uh, is represents this kind of, which is, uh, you know, it um, marriage needs a bit more freshness, I think, and a bit more change of the pattern, if you will, and and the marriage scene sex sexless as well based mm-hmm. on what we're seeing here the morning routine and all of that uh, the night routine is even more horrifying you know? yeah yeah we'll get to that the saturday night <laughs> routine rather they don't have the nightly oh, yeah. nightly uh fooling if you will no fooling <laughs> yes i like the word too much it's <laughs> great uh but uh you know, it's a comedy, you, you realize that, but it's, as I said, it's a live cartoon, it's kind of odd and quirky, and you realize that, and I would love to hear your, if you have any notes on the fact that, uh, or on the scene where they arrive at the office and you see the dancing uh, office workers. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any notes, but it's peculiar, you know, you've got the, like, are they supposed to be, they're not twins, obviously, but like, there's the duo of girls that work at the office who dress identically yeah and, 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 talk, uh, and talk at the same time despite and, not being twins <laughs> and, and they're not twins Obvi- <laughs> you know they're obviously not twins that twins they don't even look alike but uh yeah the, so they're dancing with a couple of the guys and everything's you know everything's hunky-dory everything's you know party times until those two show up and just kill the mood completely and, and it's not like the movie is stopping for a music video, which happened in Hong Kong movies. It's not Stefan Yip's train of thought, because he doesn't have a canto pop star here to, um, you know, where they have to squeeze in uh, uh, a, uh, a performance of some kind. It's, uh, it's a lazy office, yeah, where they dress uh, where they dress similarly to other girls, and you got a guy a guy in a cap in the background just dancing away. And it's 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 so odd and kind of wonderful because i i do I, I smiled and laughed at it and when lee chung ling and mondi yao arrives at the office they try to counter the dancing or get away from the dancing <laughs> they <laughs> kill it's, everything man. yeah so and it turns out they work together too she's his uh, secretary or assistant so he he doesn't do anything by himself really it turns mm-hmm. out uh despite being a loyal husband and all of that uh, uh but uh, and, and he knows at this point, to even if he does carry anger, it's he uses his, his in, inside voice right. uh, because uh, what happens? Uh, a streak of jealousy is uh, triggered, and uh, the catalyst for this uh, whole plot is uh, his friend, who uh, his old friend uh, that he was always jealous of. He, he got all the girls. Uh, he comes into a company, whatever they were doing that company, to be the new general manager. 
So he, get, he gets a bit jealous, and in his inside voice, at one point, he wishes uh, AIDS on him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Which is very, it's nothing that's like common in Hong Kong cinema. It's just like characters, even though there's, it's not like a, a movie that's going to have like a, a narrative or narration going on throughout the whole thing where somebody's mm-hmm. talking, but like every once in a while you just hear somebody's like internal monologue and uh, that might be like the only scene in the movie or maybe one of the few where that actually happens and mm-hmm. we see it a lot in the next movie as well, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the scene where he walks right to the lens to while Mondi yeah. Mondi is speaking to the guy in the background. And he's, it's a great he's, shot. Yeah, I like it actually. It's this mm-hmm. fisheye lens, and he's making faces essentially towards the camera. You know, nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I wish uh, he would get AIDS. Yeah. So he, Good Lord. There, there's something in there, you know. He but he keeps it inside for better or worse, and. Uh, you know, you know the way because Li Changding looks the way he does. It's it's actually very convincing that he's not comfortable talking, fooling or whoring. <laughs> you know, and therefore he's a very, if you believe movies, very un Hong Kong as a male. Oh yeah. Be- because if you watch movies, unfortunately, this is way too common that uh, you you know you go to clubs and you sit with uh, hostesses that are also prostitutes. So he he tries to be the good man but he's uh he's also obviously um uh you know he's not someone that women flock uh, flock to because he's a dork and uh obviously the actor embraces it uh but uh i always like that lee chung ling has this aura about him and he uses it um uh, as his strength that he you know he's a dorky every day and also a, kind of adorable <laughs> adorable yeah. leading man or supporting actor if you have it um <laughs> um i mean he in terms of the comedy, how how did you? Is this like a laugh out loud comedy for you, or is it one of those that you smile along to? Because I'm in the latter camp. I laugh at some point, but I actually think this movie makes me smile more than laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think it's a uh, mix between it. There are a few gags in there that are like you know legitimately laugh out loud. The pissing contest towards the end, mm-hmm. I thought was like laugh out loud funny, but yeah, for the most part, it's just kind of a uh, a good hearted. Like, well, I say that, but it's like a, a dirty movie. But yeah, it's yeah. a good-hearted, you know, good time kind of movie. The, 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 the example of the comedy really going forward is in that scene in the bar where his friend explains to him, you know, the uh, uh, like uh, how to deal with the world, you know, how, why you must mix your married life with uh, mistresses. <laughs> and out of the blue, you know, there's writer's applause amongst the bar visitors, you know, mm-hmm. just rising yeah. out of the blue. Like, been listening oh, thank to you, everything they said you. the whole time. <laughs> so, so it's almost like uh, Stephen Chow's comedy, you know, that uh, Mol- uh, Tao like comedy where you, where it's just pure silliness. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but uh, you know, we we talked about uh, obviously we you know all that it's a uh, adult comedy and all of that, but it's a good thing in my mind that mm-hmm. the movie isn't desperately concerned with sex. Yeah. Uh, because that's not the structure of this movie. Obviously, the man and the wife are not uh, concerned with sex at all. So, and 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 we'll get to the their um, their schedule. So, w- want to explain how they schedule their uh, their sex life and what actually tends to go on mid sex? Is it passionate, Joshua? Oh man, it is. Oh god, they burn up the screen during their sex scenes in this movie between husband and wife. It's just, I mean. If you're into necrophilia, 
<laughs> you are gonna love this. Yeah, she's she's not into it. He's barely into it. It's just a. I, I love I love how he uh, but I love how he um, how how he shows he wants. You know, he just bumps into her. Honey. <laughs> so and uh, you know the, she she focuses on other stuff. Do you remember what she um, she she was focusing on while she was having sex with him? You know uh, she talked about um, the schedule for the next day. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say she was talking about something I don't remember, but she's yeah very distracting in the midst of it. So. Yeah, she yeah she looks at the broken ceiling as well. Hey, there's a crack oh yeah, the yeah, there's a, the ceiling tiles need to be fixed. Yeah. Have you. She just lays back. He gets on top. He throws some thrusts in there, and then uh, when he's done, he just done rolls over. It's bedtime. That's it. <laughs> Incredibly depressing. <laughs> I mean, it's funny as hell that uh, and the aura that Stefan Yip sets up is actually um, you know he did it before, but it extends to this scene as well. That you you know that it's it's a sharper category free comedy by this point you know and maybe at the earlier points as well but you know there's uh, there's some there's some chops here there's some thoughts here where they mm-hmm. st- stood and fought for a minute before shooting yeah yeah, yeah i do i think that the, you know i think that the narrative's focusing on this husband and wife and everything and their relationship it's actually fairly strong especially for this type of movie you know you can't almost expect that stuff to be abandoned halfway through and just get to the fooling, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it stays pretty consistent throughout the whole movie. But the Miss Fox of the title is probably referring to uh, Liu Ai Wan's uh, Nancy, who we see uh, while um, while the character of uh, Wang is on a business trip to Macau. Right. And uh, yeah, this is um, an irresistible uh, woman uh, uh, in many ways. I mean, she is gorgeous. Um, I like Stefan Hip's uh, cutting here. When he first sees Nancy, he's ordered milk at the bar, and she and for for some reason there's a, a gym right in the same room. Right. Uh, so she starts working out and uh, going through all the um, the different uh, workout machines. And and uh, Stefan cuts to that. Cuts back to Lee Chung Ling just watching, you know, holding his milk. Cuts to a different machine, different machine, and you realize that he's watched her for a long, long time <laughs> based on that, and just you know, froze in his step. It, it gets awkward. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking around following her with his uh, glass of milk. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, uh, at the pool. Uh, like, later. literally, like, ogling her, like, you know, basically taking a microscope and putting it above her almost, you know? I mean, he's, like, right on top of her, staring at her. And when she goes and lays down after getting out of the pool, as if she's going to, like, sunbathe or something like that, but they're, like, an indoor gym. <laughs> but uh, she goes, she lays down and, uh, of course, unbuttons her top to catch all that sun inside mm-hmm. and uh he he like literally just like walks above her like to stare at her you know it's so awkward and weird and he ends up spilling his milk all over her back which i guess is uh, supposed to be innuendo and uh she turns out to be really really friendly very, very you know. friendly like <laughs> oh you've been staring at me like a freaking weirdo okay <laughs> well you want to go back to my place before I go back to Canada, yeah, okay. which is a joke yeah. that will uh, will come back to. We'll actually spoil that joke because I think it's wonderful. Uh, and and he, you know, she's too friendly. It must mean she's a prostitute. I mean, mm. that's my horrible uh, thinking. You know that uh, she's going to request a whole lot of money at the end of the night. Yeah, uh, 
I just uh, assumed she was ripping him off somehow. Exactly, but uh, somehow that isn't it. You know, she's she's a bit of a mystery. Well, she's not a bit of a mystery. It, it's clear what she's doing by the end of the movie. It's not the evil or anything. But uh, she and I love Lee Chung Ling. She's transfixed by her. He turns into a kid, a very silly kid in terms of his acting and uh, I, I love the jump cuts at the pool uh, early in the scene uh, because we see him at one uh, part of the uh, pool at the length of the pool and then he cuts to him like um, at another part and, and the cuts are accompanied by sound as well so pew 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 <laughs> oh, Lord. So, so a cartoon or uh, even uh, even in terms of that and uh, you know he's transfixed by her but he seems deadly terrified of women as well <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like he's uh you know getting close to some kind of wild animal or something like that and he's he's trying to keep back a little bit but he's he's wanting to pet it too mm-hmm. and uh furthermore i mean I, I love to give examples of this uh, because of the cartoon aura when uh, he's uh finally decided to leave her hotel room she comes out uh, you know and shows uh, him uh uh, her legs, you know, why don't you come in? And he turns around and slides towards the door, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that was a very quick cut. That it caught my attention, too. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's not revolutionary stuff, but uh, I think it's very conscious stuff by uh, Stefan Yip to uh, to uh, make the movie uh, cartoony in that regard. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, the, the sex thing we do get is, uh, you know, quite raunchy and uh, extensive and has uh, a lot of positions and techniques, but it's still somewhat light sex and not necessarily erotic. Yeah. Right. And it, it serves a purpose in the fact that it, it's basically, it shows us uh, a nice, like, uh, juxtaposition between what he, you know, he's on vacation, he meets this chick, you know, they have all this raucous sex where they're, you know, doing it in the shower, they're doing it, you know, doing handstands or whatever. Yeah. And uh, then he comes back home and immediately wants to try all these positions with his wife. And, of course, it does not play out well. So the two sex scenes, you know, serve a purpose and they show, like, you know, him moving further, probably, I guess, away from his wife and then, you know him trying to influence his wife with these things that he brought back from his trip so it, it serves a purpose it's mm. it's nice it hurts more than anything else when uh, trying to do the same things with his wife you know dropping, yeah, her, yeah. dropping her in the bathtub <laughs> <laughs> very goofy but it, it actually in all honesty the movie also looks like it was fun to shoot and mm. uh, i can't for, I can't imagine this was miserable at all uh, because uh, you, you got someone creative at the helm and considering the genre the time 1993 the boom of category 3 movies good or bad and um, you know the actors come off as uh, liking the silly material here and knowing what they're in for yes and uh, and hopefully everybody knew the plan wasn't to turn this movie into something dark just because um you know that could happen with Hong Kong movies. It could become mm-hmm. dark and be all fatal attraction uh, all of a sudden. But uh, f- fortunately, uh, it does stay a comedy. Uh, but on the on the other hand, I would have loved to see it change completely as well because that would be so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a very different experience. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, so this is so lighthearted. 
Yeah, exactly. And um, we, we get the emergence of the twins later as, uh, as um, Wang comes back. You know, he's done he's done wrong and he knows it, but he tries to justify his actions uh, somehow. Uh, but the twins uh, notice that his wife is, um, has a perfume on she never has. Yeah. And, and they come to the conclusion right away that and they say it at the same time that um, just because she got an expensive gift, then he must have done something bad and then mm-hmm. wang comes out of his office like a, a lightning you know no 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 no, 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 no. I, I didn't I, I mean, you know he, he doesn't have a good explanation he clearly is in panic mode that someone mm-hmm. saw through it instantly and the twins so to say definitely did i assumed also that the perfume was something that the girl wore his uh, mistress yeah uh, yeah yeah but yeah Chanel it, number five yes because it uh because what happens you know is this the last we see of nancy Mm, no. She didn't leave for Canada. Do you remember she, the joke? <laughs> uh, I don't remember the joke. I do remember her working with someone or what have you. Well, well, the joke is when she turns up at the office that when, when he asks, you know, in panic, panic, you thought you were leaving for Canada. No, no, no. I live in Canada building in St. Chatsoy. Oh. <laughs> like, mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> oh, I thought that was actually a good joke. <laughs> and the subtitles earlier didn't uh, allude to this being a joke. You know, it's pretty pretty straight, you know. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, um, so she's in his life now kind of at the wrong uh, at the wrong places and wrong uh, wrong timing. And I, I love that the way he, the dialogue, his internal dialogue, or maybe he says it out loud by this point, although it is to himself, that the way to justify his actions, that he has been, he has been cheating, is a man is abnormal, abnormal if not horny. Who wants an abnormal husband? <laughs> exactly. So, and he's a good husband. He drinks his wife's awful soup when he comes in late at night after sleeping with another woman. Mm-hmm. You know? You can't beat that. He's a good guy. Yeah, he, he's been affected somewhat, but, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, what else is there? Uh, there there's a lovely um, a party scene where by, by this point the wife has started to dress more sexily and be more outgoing yeah. be, because I think she's also she got in the idea that he's done bad so she's going to you know yeah. uh, live a little he, he's also pushed her and like told her to start wearing nicer clothes and quit mm-hmm. wearing like the suits and you know start dressing up like a real woman and they have that big fight in the car Whenever mm-hmm. he basically insinuates these things, and you know, so that starts pushing her kind of away, and he's already basically like more infatuated with uh, Nancy, I believe her name was. Yep. Right? He's more infatuated with her than his own wife, and yeah, yeah, he kind of comes back at him. Obviously, he's uh, you know the male, and um, I know this because I'm of the same DNA, even though I'm not as horrible. But I know the male is not subtle and it's very transparent. You know, you can read us, you can read us like like an open book. Yeah, we're so, not very good at hiding. So, um, but <laughs> that party scene where I don't know what the black shirt red combo was all about but when when Lee Chung Ling gets out of the car he he thinks he's like sex on two legs or something the way he gets out of the car is like I've arrived (laughs) that vest man god that thing's beautiful uh, he he could carry it I mean it suits the character I think actually Uh, but it, um, you know, he, he isn't the focus of the party. Uh, it's uh, it's a party for the office workers that the new general manager throws, and uh, the That's star of the party of... is his wife. It's at some kind of mansion or something like that too. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very fancy. 
and obviously they've hidden Mondial uh, under glasses and plain clothing, but obviously she is um, uh, an yeah. incredibly gorgeous woman too. Uh, they did a, a fairly decent job of that because she seemed kind of, I guess, you know, homely at the beginning, but you can tell, still tell she's, you know, a very attractive woman. But yeah, once she starts dressing up and everything like that, that I was, you know, while watching the scene, you know, just because of keeping up with the plot, I was like, oh, I know who she is, but I mean, she is almost unrecognizable between that party scene and then the couple of scenes before it where she's wearing the heavy big frame glasses and the, mm-hmm. you know, pants suit and all that. Yeah, I, did, I, I agree. They did a good job of that. I mean, uh, it's still, uh, you, you're kind of used to that plot device from mm-hmm. global cinema, of course. Uh, so it's good when, when you can still like, ah, ah, I see. That was good. Yeah. You know, yeah. th- that they can come to that conclusion. And obviously the movie changes and now uh, Wang becomes hypocritical as hell because he can't deal with the, his wife's transformation and now he's jealous. And, uh, and, uh, and he's going to go sleep in with Nancy again just to get back at her. Yeah, that doesn't uh, make any sense. Yeah. So, you know, the, the stupid minds of the males. And, and he, he's complained that they need a maid. So uh, in, as part of the transformation, they get the maid. And uh, that sequence, the new wake-up sequence, uh. is uh, now, way, you know, the morning routines are now way different. He was clothed before and he didn't do anything by himself. Now it's changed. So what do you want to say about that uh, sequence where the maid uh, does her thing at the most inappropriate times, maybe? <laughs> yeah. I would say, well, there's a couple of things about that, like, it's kind of bizarre whenever he is first introduced to the maid and like pulls his wife to the side or whatever. And what's he say? Something like you brought a black woman in here or something like that. And it's uh, I like, I don't remember the subtitle. It, I think it's it, a Filipino maid. I think it's, yeah, uh, she's the actual Filipino. Thing. And, uh, yeah. So then of course, you know, his morning routine of pooping with the door open is disturbed because she immediately, of course, starts cleaning and apparently trying to clean underneath his legs. <laughs> it comes to the camera as well in a good 3D moment. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I love that it starts with that the new maid starts making the bed while he's still in it. Oh, you know, yeah, he's, yeah, and he's trapped underneath the covers. He's not significant at all anymore, which is, of course, the purpose of the movie, that uh, he's, he's, uh, he's disappearing in the eyes of people and he's not looked after anymore. And, uh, and uh, I've rarely seen the subtitle for uh, Taking a Shit uh, read, um, or be, uh, written as Dunging in Hong oh, Kong yeah, cinema. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that sounds like a good medical term. <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry, keep dunging. Keep on dunging and don't worry about me. Like, I was just like, what? <laughs> so it almost like it's part of the clean fun that the movie kind of represents. Mm-hmm. So, dunging. Uh, yeah. that's, that's wonderful. Is it something you can say to your mom? <laughs> dunging and fooling. <laughs> so, you know, it's not crude words. It's just uh, what we all do, I suppose. <laughs> I think even crap is worse than dunging. You know, crap yeah. and dunging. I'd, I'd go for dunging every, t- every, every time. <laughs> well, I'd go with dunging every time just because. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, the movie obviously at this point uh, during the end of stretches uh, represents uh, tra- his transparency and uh, he re- he's reaping the benefits of fooling, you know, 200% or minus 200% really. Uh, and I loved the little bit at the end of the day where he's had like a nightmarish day. He he comes home and he finds the soup. You know, it represents old normalcy. Mm-hmm. Great, I like my wife. She's still my beautiful, loyal wife. And he drinks the mm-hmm. soup, and it's <laughs> no, it's something else. 
it's from the Filipino maid. <laughs> yeah. So it's even that has changed, and they're yeah. <laughs> oh, and then to cap that scene off, you know, he lays in bed and his gorgeous wife doesn't isn't there. Mm-hmm. Even more bizarre, you know, his night out on the town, he's been sleeping with uh, Nancy or whatever, and then he comes home and his wife's not even there. And as he goes and looks out the window, he sees his wife with uh, Sam, I believe his name is, from mm-hmm. the office, the man he's jealous of, and just kills him. You got to think about one sequence, a... Um... A very surreal sequence there, where you don't really know if it's a dream or not. Where Wang meets Nancy at um, at the peak, you know, looking down on Hong Kong. Very, uh, very interesting. Yeah. Shot in orange, you know, suggesting that it's um, sunrise or sunset. I think he says at one point he doesn't really know where it is. You know, are we meeting here when the sun goes up or when the sun goes down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and it. And she's sad, you know, she's lost a friend, and it turns out the grave is there at the peak. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and then there's grief sex. Yeah, uh, with, like, wind blowing, I don't know what that was, like, paper everywhere or yeah, something? Yeah, paper, or... pa- paper money that they burn for the dead, so they have in, their, in the afterlife. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's a classical piece playing here, I don't know what it's called, but, you know, you recognize it, you know, um, when you hear it. It's a classical piece by... Someone, uh, but uh, you know, dum 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 da 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 but by this point, you realize that, that that Nancy definitely isn't for him. That he can't keep up with her with her because at one point he's uh, when I think it's when um, he finds his wife is not there. He goes to Nancy, you know, in the middle of the night in his PJs, and he arrives in the, in the middle of this uh, party slash slash yeah party slash orgy slash pot party all mixed together, and you realize that they're they're not in the same division at all. These two. No, yeah, that's that's where things kind of that's where the grass, you know, it's like the grass is always looking greener. Up until this point, this is where, for him, starts to turn around, starts to realize I've lost, you know, the good things in my life. But boy, is it funny! I mean, he can't mm. get he, he he wants to go to sleep, so but he can't get any rest anywhere, or any calm anywhere because if he goes to the bathroom, there's uh, people smoking pot and uh, fucking in the bathroom. <laughs> and, when, and when he actually finds a bed, you know, the lights go out. Obviously, there's a cut that, there. And when lights go on again, what happens? Uh, <laughs> there's two people having sex on top of him. That's so great. That's like... In like one second, you know, cut yeah, to. What? Lights are back on. What was going on here? <laughs> and, it, and it's the same guy who was like, there's another seat, little bit that we passed up where uh, he, he goes and sits down on the couch, you know. And uh, this guy next to him goes, hey, you want some of this? Mm-hmm. And, like, he looks down in the dude's lap, and the guy looks like he's holding a very purple penis yeah. in his hand or whatever. But it turns out to be uh, – And anyway, he's, like, he has this in his hand. And uh, <laughs> Lee Chun Ling's like, no, get away from me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he goes and walks away, and another guy walks up. He's like, oh, great. And he dips down into his lap and starts, you know, apparently performing fellatio. But it turns out that it's a plum. 
And you know, very, very bizarre. Who, who does that? <laughs> who, who, who holds it in the middle of their crotch? And then who goes, oh, dude, you know, you got a plum there. Let me go down and eat it out your lap. But, yeah. Uh, well, we're free, free-spirited people and not concerned with uh, whatever sexual implications. Or uh, napkins or anything like that. That's And so, yeah, it, it turned out to be the plum guy who was uh, <laughs> in the, having sex on top of him with the other girl. And they're all kind of welcoming, too. You, you want some of this? You want any of this? Like, no, I want to sleep. <laughs> I have to be up at 7 in the morning. And everybody makes fun of him because of that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's pretty much the end of my notes. There, there is a quite a messy sex scene that I, I, I'll leave it up to the, the potential viewers to discover for themselves. But uh, let's just say Nancy wears him out completely. Yeah. You know, she, oh. she, they're, they're in different fre- fre- frequency and different uh, types of energy in their bodies. She has, like, a Viagra spray that she uses to, in order to get uh, him hard. It's kind of like he signs a deal with the devil at that point, you know, without going into detail in that scene. It's like, you know, you wanted you wanted her, you're going to have to want her all the time. You've made your bed, now lie in it, basically. And even get bo- he gets boxed by her breasts, you know, <laughs> while he's down and out. He literally yes. boxes, uh, boxes oh. him. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, it's really funny, and I enjoy the movie. It's uh, I even love the movie. I mean, it's not something I rewatch all the time, but I think it's so highly enjoyable, and uh, it's uh, you don't sympathize with a character like Wang. Uh, Li Qingling does make him likable, but at the end of the day, you realize who is in the wrong and who is in the right here. So, uh, yeah. uh, viewers might, you know, if you didn't want to watch it at all, I can maybe lure you in by saying. Uh, Long Gaiyan makes a cameo, Beardy, as um, a solicitor at the end of the film. Ah, oh, man. See, I'm like, I was like sitting there watching. I'm like, man, who is that? I did not like recognize him. His hair seems so thin and like, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. can't believe I didn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. I kept wondering, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> I know this guy. Mm. Freaking Beardy. Indeed. Uh End of my notes, buddy. Do you want to say something else? Uh, the pissing contest between Sam and... Pissing contest, Link. check. Succeed, yes. check. <laughs> it, I mean, a literal pissing contest where, I mean, I don't know, the, the two dudes sit there and, like, back away from the stall, and whoever can ring the toilet, apparently, from, like, ten feet away is somehow the winner. Have you yeah. ever done that with your friends? I mean, I don't I've recognize never. this. I would, I would, that's not something... You know, I don't think that really proves too the much. Bro, busy contest! <laughs> like, the power of my bladder is more powerful than yours. Like, what does that prove? You know? <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, I thought it was hilarious because they both pee on their shoes. So, And it, uh, it says a lot about males as well, that, uh, that scene. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we, are, we, are silly, we are silly people. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when sex is involved. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I say it's a, a very silly movie. You know, both the films covered today are kind of like that. You know, just very, very silly and uh, enjoyable. You know, so Indeed. it's a good time. Indeed, it do. Um, it's it's availability is not um, very very easy on this one. It's not a DVD, Blu-ray kind of thing here. Uh, I only know of the Golden Cinema City Laserdisc, which uh, we watched a um, DVD copy of. Uh, but there might have been a VCD too, because I saw a torrent of the VCD as well. So, I mean, if you exhaust your possibilities, um, you know, I, I only checked Yes Asia. There might be copies at uh, Bioyo. Uh, but, um, you know, your your best bet is probably torrent. And um, 
there. Actually, now that I think of it, I might have seen a straight from Laserdisc Torrent on one of the forums out there, but I won't link directly to that. But uh, w it's worth seeking out, uh, definitely. And it, uh, it's not. It, it's easy to say it deserves more, but during such a heavy duty production period, it's easy for both category three movies and action movies from this time just fall through the gap because there were so many and even good ones that were not given a chance locally and no one thought we would care 20 years later um you know so um the perspective sometimes the western perspective versus the eastern perspective is way different you know we like a movie a whole lot that just got forgotten day two in hong kong you know so, uh, which are kind of sad sometimes, uh, even for classics. I mean, I remember The Blade, uh, Troy Hawk's The Blade. Big old flop in Hong Kong. Uh, it was always, uh, you know, appreciated in the West, but uh, it's not gone, gone, you know, gone the whole way around to Hong Kong. And now it's a favorite that's been reissued on DVD and Blu-ray multiple times or anything. It's just one of those movies that, now nah, we're moving forward. <laughs> Instead, we don't... What movie? <laughs> you know... So that is it. We are done for uh, for the first half. Uh, so let's take a break and let's talk Secret Lover after that. With the same plot essentially, but a different movie. Uh, different movie completely. Uh, so le let me tease you with this. Xing Fuyon in a lead role. Or Xing Fuyon as Forrest Gump. <laughs> or, or a big, big, ugly baby. A big, big, ugly baby, yes. So uh, let that haunt your dreams. And uh, maybe we'll post some screen caps of that big big uh, ugly baby and it will definitely haunt your dreams after seeing that but uh, regardless we are discussing secret secret lover after the break Welcome back, and we are going to discuss this, not The Secret Lover, it could have been The Secret Lover, but it's only called Secret Lover from 1995, and plot from HKMDV with additions and alterations, very immature ones by me. That's, that's how I roll. Uh, newly rich man mm, played by Xing Fuyon, and wife Lee Man played by... You know what, uh, Joshua, we'll stop right there. This is one of the, This is an actress that... You know, I don't know how you are, if you can re remember Chinese names easily, but uh, he here's an actress whose English name and Chinese name is very easy to remember. So, Li Man is played by who, Joshua? Lily Lily. I think you missed a, a beat there. Oh. <laughs> Lily well, Lily Lily. Oh, I missed a Li. Yes. Oh, man. English name Lily, Chinese name Li Li Li. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> So, oh, the gorgeous, the gorgeous one. Yeah, you can get stuck. <laughs> you, know, you, you can have a stroke. <laughs> oh my god, he's having a stroke on the podcast. <laughs> uh, they are having troubles regardless. He's lost interest in sex. So he feels that he's impotent while she clutches at every opportunity to get him worked up. Uh, what works him up and wakes him up is uh, 
the actress Ching Gan, who is credited as herself, uh, she was actually also in The Rapist uh, by Cha Chun Yi, who directed this movie. I think she was possibly the last victim that triggered the events that led to the Tunmun Rapist's uh, arrest. I think that was uh, Ching Guan, if I remember correctly. Um, he meets her, and uh, the, uh, the the boner is back. You know, the dick is back. <laughs> so he decides to pursue her as he's now awake, fully awake. Uh, enter wife's manically sexy widow mother, played by Kingdom Yun Joshua. You know, indeed, do who shamelessly steals every scene uh, in which she appears. <laughs> <laughs> Very intentional. Yes, uh, mother loosens up her uptight daughter first by throwing out all her dull clothes, including all those she's wearing, then remodeling the restaurant they've just taken over in, um, and they remodel it in Japanese style and uh, re- rename it uh, to a concept which is maybe Japanese as well. They rename it to Body Menu. Uh, and for good reason it becomes the in place to be Uh, this is all done to inspire uh, the husband to become jealous and uh, it works um, because uh, after he's done his thing with Ching Guan he's now jealous just like Li Ching Ling was and he um, that jealousy plan works and he starts planning to kill her off let me ask you like uh, when you plan these two movies and stuff like that did you picture all the similarities uh Good question. Actually, no. Uh, I I knew I knew of the plots, but I didn't think of how firmly they connected. But you know what? This is so common, and males are so stupid, including <laughs> us, that I, I'm, I'm not surprised that uh, that it happened so well. You know, mm-hmm. that, because they, they, it's easy to find two movies like this. But I I've paired them up because I thought they are both really good comedies considering they both were aiming for category three rather than as i said go for going for a lower rating than thinking uh we need a, we need some nudity in there okay fine category three this yeah. uh it, that was not the, that was not the intentions definitely not and um so um you know i could take credit and say you know i did t- tons of research and it, i came to a firm conclusion of the six months of uh, contemplating that this <laughs> It's the art that we're combining. I examined those plots and I sat there and, you know, went over it with a rotoscope. No, no, no. So, uh, two, two fun, connected or not, movies to screen here at the Tidy Wave here. Uh, that, that, that's usually the, the case. But uh, anyway, it's directed Secret Lover by Cha Chun Yi, who did The Rapist that we covered during this week in season 18. He did the Once Upon a Time in Tried Society movies 1 and 2. And we talked of his career during that, um, that particular episode. And uh, in regards to um, and, in, and The Rapist, we talked a lot about. So we won't repeat ourselves uh, too much. But uh, mm. uh, his acclaim is during this period. And uh, I also want to uh, give a shout out to the fact that Cha worked a lot with writer Rico Chung during this time and it generated this acclaimed material you know uh, this one included although it tends to get lost a bit in the talks uh, of his career because next year this is 95 next year will be big critically for Cha Chun Yi at least you know amongst cult film fans because uh, Once Upon a Time in Triad Society 1 and 2 came out and really satirized the booming triad genre very very well but uh, yeah, we we're encountering Cha Chun Yi's uh, exploitation days here. With uh, so it's quite the difference, uh, different uh, atmos uh, compared to the rapist, obviously. Which um, <laughs> a little bit, a little, a little, little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what did you think of Secret Lover, Joshua? If I Love Miss Fox was uh, over the top, <laughs> and Secret Lovers is like. Uh... 
over, over, over the top, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much more over the top it could possibly get, but, uh, yeah, this one's got just about everything in it. Uh, I mean, characters don't just, you know, react with exaggeration. They're, like, on a different, you know, they're in a different galaxy in mm-hmm. terms of reactions to one another and just... Uh, and is that a good or bad thing? Oh, it's great. I think it's, uh, I mean, it's not like a film that I would sit there and, like, just wholeheartedly with no reserves sit there and recommend for all audiences. But I think, uh, you know, I think you watch it, and if you appreciate Looney Tunes or, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, something like that, then you can kind of appreciate this because it's that same level of just hysteria mm-hmm. brought to the screen. And, uh, yeah, it's out there, outrageous, surreal, weird, and uh, kind of a early Zucker Brothers type production but with sex. Mm-hmm, indeed. And it's yeah. also a Xing Fuyon lead role. I wasn't aware of, actually, until recently. Uh, Xing Fuyon, obviously a bit player and supporting actor, and we mm-hmm. encountered him in Erotic Ghost Story 3. Uh, but, you know, I think this might be the, o- the one out of the only two lead roles he got. He's in the Blue Jean Monster. Uh, but this one I wasn't aware of until I saw it a few weeks ago, actually. It's that recent. So, uh, uh, But it's a chance that Ching Fuyon uh, takes full advantage of. And the team of writer Rico Chung, co-writer rather, and director Cha Chun Yi, they deliver fun and cartoony comedy. Again, it's the same verdict, really. C- fun and cartoony comedy about the misadventures of adultery. Or fooling. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. fooling. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of fooling, yes. Uh, so, uh, I mean... Uh, the guy we see most in this movie is uh, the big chicken, rich, impotent boss. You know, he can be loud, but he's such a, you know, a low character, really. And mm-hmm. dumb and self-centered. He doesn't even notice when, he's, when his uh, wife uh, is not in the car with him and uh, his assistant, you know. And, and to be honest, if you see that sequence, it doesn't ins- inspire you to, whoa, this is great comedy. Because she right. runs after the car and then, like, stuff falls out of her handbag and it's, like, t- stuff that doesn't fit in there. And there's, like, right. ten different things that falls out of her ha- handbag, you know. That's not inspired. But you do get some kind of energy here that is, uh, huh. This is going to be weird. I mean, the first six minutes of the movie, my God, they're throwing so much at you, you know? Uh, Yeah, I think during this initial stage, we get the first uh, taste of uh, kind of cut to illusions uh, Mm. to represent the train of thought. So I think two ones stand out that we already kind of teased. Uh, (laughs) uh, The the baby and uh, the uh, kind of recreation of a famous Tom Hanks movie from around this time. (laughs) Very bizarre and, like, you know, I don't get why the, uh, like, yeah, okay, so the sequence is, like, first, the movie opens up with, like, some shot, some sequence. It was a little too dark for me to actually make out what was happening. But uh, something, you know, Ching Fuan's being a dick, and that's about, you know that's about the extent of it. From they they were clearing out, I think, her old apartment, and it, it turns out after a while, you know, that he's become rich recently, so they're moving in in a different apartment. I think that that's probably it. But yeah, he is a kind of a force and uh, love yeah. dumbass. Yeah, yeah. So that's the entire movie, really. Ching Fuan's a dick, and that's so. You know, we cut from that to the. Uh, 
you know, driving bit with him, you know, leaving her in the car, you know, leaving her and uh, he and his driver take off, et cetera, et cetera. And she's running and tires are falling out of her pocket or whatever, you know, uh, garbage can lids. What, you yeah. know, I don't remember what all <laughs> well, That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, then, we, then we cut to them in their apartment in bed and we see, you know, Billy Lee, Lee, Lee. Uh, she's dreaming and uh, you know in her dream first she's pushing an empty stroller and uh, you know she obviously wants to have children and so uh, she's pushing an empty stroller and then for some reason we cut to a shot like there's nothing in that stroller but then we jump to a shot of (laughs) like (laughs) we cut to a shot of uh, Shing Fuan with his head Attached to the a pup like a baby's body. I, I, I don't. I don't think you see the baby's body. It's just uh, him have uh, a head in the in a stroller. In the stroller. I thought I saw arms, but I'm not right, sure. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, but it's adult Ching Fuyong, like saying hi. <laughs> for for like American uh, listeners, uh, God, what was the name? There was a show on Nickelodeon when I was a kid called I think Wienerville. Ooh. <laughs> Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh, Nickelodeon. <laughs> well, it was something like that, and then basically a guy. It was like a puppet show, but this was like supposed to be for the older kids. And uh, there was this guy who did basically the same thing. He had like a puppet body, and then he had his. It was named Wienerville. I just googled it, and uh, this guy would sit there and do like all these puppet jokes and shit, and like he would attach himself to the thing. I'm, I'll send you a picture. Uh, but yeah, that, that it's the same sort of gag. And uh, out of nowhere, and we cut back to a picture of the, uh, you know, another shot. And of course, there's still nothing inside that stroller, but it's bizarre. Mm. And then she looks outside, and outside on their uh, terrace, there is a bench where we have Shing Fu on, obviously, you know, referencing Forrest Gump. Once again, for almost no reason whatsoever because do you remember like a I, I think what it's supposed to represent although it's kind of like Scattershot is them meeting for the first time but obviously they couldn't have meet, uh, met like this yeah. uh, or so, because it uh, turns out like um, he, blows she, she, he, he blows a condom <laughs> bubble like a bubble gum yes. and then they, then it's implicated that they had sex for the first time because and and you see them on the park bench like oh, all exhausted and they are all entangled in the clothes and, and it uh, was still part of like her dream about you know having children too because like when he pops the condom and is like we don't need this or something like that you know and uh you know i got from the rest of the film that he wants to have sex with condoms because he doesn't want children mm-hmm. and uh she obviously does want children and uh there's a bit of a pressure theme here and he obviously got rich recently so uh two kind of cancer pressures i suppose that's why he his uh, limp uh, his dick goes limp and goes away essentially so um uh, but but you know everything is quite turned up to goofy eleven here. Uh, it's uh, clear that Chachuni is uh, aiming for this, and it, you know for all intents and purposes, it's kind of uh, it's welcome and kind of entertaining to see 
the levels and the frequency that they're operating at. Uh, I mean, uh, it must have been terrible for uh, Ching Foyon to, uh, to to be forced to shoot a dream sequence where four women in bikinis are all over him and he throws them down on beds and he's laughing while doing that. I'm sure he was miserable right. doing that. <laughs> yeah, hard. And, and uh, when he wakes up, you know, from that, he punches his wife. <laughs> so, punches her. You know, in his sleep, not 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 like I'm gonna punch you now. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, she him up or what have you, but I mean, he <laughs> punches the crap out of her. Yeah, <laughs> and I think within this, you see like him uh, in a kind of illusion dream sequence, literally with a bo- big old boxing boxing glove, taking her out as well. <laughs> so. But but you know she's hurt and therefore she sees that angle. Aha! I can get uh, you know pity sex now. And, and it, of course during that scene we get that that Hong Kong thing once again of you know internal monologues where you know he is like oh you know uh, what did he say I forget he he saw it as a way for him to get out of the situation like oh she's gonna be too hurt after I've punched her in the face to yeah no, yeah no pressure now I think you said yeah and, uh, and like she's like oh he's punched me I'll sit there and make him have sex with me mm-hmm. which is another thing in the fact that you know the previous film did very fairly well of like covering up the beautiful wife to make her seem a little bit more homely whereas in this you know lily lily lee she's she is gorgeous from the jump you know i mean they don't cover her up nearly as well you know she she's obviously beautiful and mm-hmm. uh i mean they i think they could have maybe threw some warts on her or something like <laughs> i was about to say like it's so hairy like yeah. Or something. I don't know, maybe put an afro in her arms or something. <laughs> Anything to sit there and just make her seem a little more homely. But no, she's just full-on gorgeous from the start. He treats her like she's, you know... it. Hey, it, it's kind of like the other guys. The scene where Will Ferrell's wife is obviously gorgeous, and he just calls her an old bag. Or, uh, <laughs> who, who was it that played her? Was it was it Longoria? Mendes. Ah, Mendes was it? Okay. For some reason, I confused those two because well, I don't know. So, uh, but you know, uh, he he is like he's avoiding his problems. Obviously, that's the theme here, and uh, they they have a little bit here, and I'm surprised they didn't go this far. Uh, that he has a scar on his arm that is so disgusting that it almost makes her sick. That she, she like when she sees it, she focuses on another part of his body, not that part yeah. of his body. But you know, he, he, she doesn't want to see the scar. It seems like a, if she sees it for for a few seconds, that that would mean like projectile vomiting or something. Uh, but they don't <laughs> go that uh, go that route. So uh, um, yeah, that never really makes a return, does it? No, no, exactly. I mean, it, it might. It almost seems like uh, it's like part of his old triad, the past or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's just a big scar uh, yeah. on his like upper arm or something. Um, so, so no, he, he's got the right woman, but, but you know, he he needs the, another right woman as a catalyst to to wake up his dick first and foremost. You know, he he is selfish uh, in that regard, you know, and uh, and here's an excuse for the Hong Kong male to probably fool, you know, fool around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Hong Kong subtitle language for you. Fool around. Yeah. It's a great, yeah, it's a great reason to fool. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, he therefore sees um, the actress uh, Chingguan. Uh, he sees her, you know, seemingly in the middle of some kind of deadly confrontation at his office. Mm-hmm. It seems like he walks in from his office into another dimension almost. But, yeah. but what is it in reality? He's walked into. He walks into well. First of all, he walks onto a, 
a scene. It seems as if uh, this woman's about to be, you know, murdered or what have you. And, you know, even I kind of half expected Shing Fong to jump out and try to help her or whatever, but really he doesn't. He just kind of, like, hangs out in the background still until the woman comes running at him and bumps into him. And it turns out that he ruins the set of a movie that's being shot. And I always like in movies, and I think they're forced to do this, but what it comes off at is the most epic shot ever made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with, with tons of action and choreography, you know, for, oh, yeah. for two minutes or something. Like, ah! <laughs> but, but I think they have to do that for the sake of uh, movies, you know, otherwise it would be, like, very uh, fragmented, you know. Very bizarre choice also of, like, the man who's in the shot with the woman, like, who's about to kill her or whatever. Uh, I didn't understand what was going on with his face. Like, it's yeah. super duper tan, except for around the eyes, I think, and the mouth yeah. or something. Like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. what was going on with that. No, I, I have no idea. No I haven't expl- seen that. Yeah, no explanation whatsoever in the movie. It's, it's, it's not just... like they were trying to make him look Japanese or anything. It's like, no. odd, like some, some kind of odd horror clown makeup. Or like... Or like he'd been in a cartoon where a bomb exploded in his face or something <laughs> like that. Because it wasn't blackface either because, you know, too much of his face was uh, still... Like maybe he went out and got super-duper tan but wore shades while he did it, maybe. Well, let's, spend ho- let, let, let's spend half an hour analyzing this, Joshua. <laughs> I'm not done. I want to come. <laughs> so he looks kind of... No. I mean, what does that say? I mean, f- f- think of the think think of the scene you can compare with in Terrence Malick's uh, Tree of Life. <laughs> well, what? you know, it's kind of like the sequence with the dinosaurs, right? You know, that's the spark of life in the universe. You know, like four billion years ago, and here's this guy. He represents maybe early man. You know, when life was first coming apart. Okay. Always just a guy in some stupid makeup. About it, it makes about as much sense as the scar. Mm-hmm. You know, something that's shown for like half a second, never brought back up. And one thing that I like about this movie also that it, that it uh, doesn't make any apologies for blurring the line between uh, illusion and the so-called reality. Uh, I wanted to put down like it's an early Hong Kong Amelie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In a way, kind of true. I, I can I can agree with that because there are several examples. Maybe not in this example, but the, the representation of Xing uh, uh, Feiyun's uh, dick waking to life is through a a lit light bulb oh uh, un- underneath his uh, you know uh, pants that are now obviously it's, showing a full erection. It's like ET, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence Malick, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna bring up everything here. Let me see how I can get Scorsese involved. In <laughs> uh, yeah, you think about that. Uh, but uh, I think that that, that is uh, like a wonderful example of uh, of uh, Chachuni obviously fully needing to show that it's alive, almost like a hallelujah moment. Uh, and I, I, I thought that was funny as hell. Like just a incredibly strong and big light bulb underneath there. No, no, not just a, like a minor little fucking Christmas mm-hmm. tree light or anything. Yeah. No, just a, you know, wattage underneath that. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's all that's all good. Uh, you know, going back to Xing Feiyun, I mean, we probably talked a little bit about him in Rotty Ghost Story 3, but I mean, uh, was this someone that you kind of, over the years, like, grew to love as this dependent, small, supporting player that always brought it i mean he always had la- big loud demeanor but he always made that work for him i think i think you know it, it only takes like one look at shing just to kind of love him you know i think 
he has one of the best faces just in all of cinema. I mean, it, it's he's still. Totally... You remember what he was uh, called in Chinese? Uh, Daiso, which apparently uh, translates as yes. big nose or big stupid. Yeah, big ugly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big ugly? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... Daiso. <laughs> Daiso. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's, I guess it's, that's what he is, you know, I mean, he's not... Uh, and and again, part of me, uh, it's affectionate rather than them making fun oh, yeah. of him, so oh, yeah, it, yeah. it's like when they call people Fat Dean or Fei Fei, it's not as horrible as it sounds like, you know, Samo was always called Fat Dean movies, you know, left or right, mm-hmm. but uh, they weren't, uh, you know, bullies or anything. I think you know, Kent Ching, has he ever played a character not named Fatty or something? Uh, maybe yeah. once upon a time in China, but obviously his butcher wing and it was always big, uh, the character, so I don't know. But uh, but, but yeah, going back to Ching Fion, uh, when you first uh, saw him, you immediately kind of liked him? Yeah, I think he's just, he has that face, man. I think he's just, it, he is instantaneously like cinematic. I mean, that guy, you know, he's... Not, not classically handsome or anything like that, but he's so rugged, he had to be in movies, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of like Charles Bronson or something like that, you know? He's just, he's got that face, and uh, you just want to see that dude do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe not, you know, roll around naked with Lily, 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 Lily. Anyway, <laughs> maybe not roll around naked with her, but, I mean, hey, you know, it turns out to be more pleasurable than uh, I would have first imagined. Yeah, Rare chance at a lead role. He definitely brought it uh, there for, and I always enjoyed it. Regardless, he he had versatility. Uh, you know, that's the point. It was not just the big, loud triad, whatever. You know, uh, from the killer or what have you, which is probably one of the roles that has been seen more extensively because he's um, uh, the bad guy in uh, right. the killer. Uh, but you know, he, he was funny, and he was uh, he, he could be dramatic as well, and and take it down a notch, and uh, and really bring bring it without even. Uh, overdoing it mm-hmm. uh, you know it could bring subtle beats as well uh, because that's face could also project sadness i think very well right yeah most definitely uh but they, but here they do know uh, i mean they know who they're working with he knows what he's working with so they do they don't hide the fact that he's uh, absolutely uh, a big ugly big ugly man <laughs> and, and but, but primarily an idiot primarily an yeah idiot, so oh yeah he's so so it's not boring rehashing of uh, prior Ching Fuyon uh, performances here. No, this is him going way over the top. Mm. Uh, but boy, oh boy, Joshua, uh, entertain me with some thoughts on Kingdom Yun and explain her uh, role in this movie. Uh, uh, well... And try and focus, for heaven's sake. You know, <laughs> I, I know you like her, and I, I can't blame you, but try and focus. Uh, how can I focus, man? I mean, <laughs> when she's first introduced, she's wearing this insane yellow uh, wig... I don't you know this, it, this feather wig hat kind of it, thing. It's like feathery or some kind of substance or what have you. And, and you know what you ex- you expect the mother-in-law to be some old bag, but uh, it's right. Kingdom Yun who is an incredibly gorgeous woman and, and funny as hell. So she's not that older than her daughter. She's thirty-two years old when this movie was made. So holy, holy. <laughs> and, her, and her daughter's like mid ten years younger, maybe. <laughs> well, like your daughter, like in the movie, she says. Uh, you know, I was 13 when I had you. No, really? Did she say that? I fucking yeah, missed that. that. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, she's like, I was 13 when I had you, and da 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 But, uh, yeah. Uh, she's, she's... That puts another perspective on the movie. That's pretty bizarre, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they knew. You know, they're like, no, we're not fooling anybody. You know, they, we can't even make her look that old, you know? So, mm-hmm. but, um. Yeah, she looks like she's about the same age, and she, I mean, for God's sake, Xing Fuan looks way older than her, you know? Yeah. 
it would be, you know, Shinfu On would still be robbing the cradle, it looks like, but by going with Kingdom Yoon in this. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, and, she, um, you know, she, she, she's the forceful mother-in-law and forceful in other ways as well, as I'm sure you'll explain. Uh... Are we talking about the sequence where she strips Lily Lee 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 nude? Well, yeah, and also that she's very uh, forceful uh, sexually. Oh, yeah. You know, when she wants something, she uh, attaches to that. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's classic go. Kingdom Yoon. I mean, she sits there and uh, whenever uh, Shinfu On's little, what does he call him? Like, my boot heel or whatever? Like, the. Yeah, like, he's a uh, bootlicking assistant. Bootlicking uh, assistant, yes, that's what it is. Yeah, whenever his bootlicking assistant is introduced, she basically does everything but just jump on his crotch with like you know nails extended. She's all over him, and that's kind of <laughs> like that's every sequence where a man's introduced that she doesn't know. You know, you know just... she's on in a millisecond. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh. are you a driver? <laughs> <laughs> She's so out there in this movie, man. She is, uh, it's classic Kingdom Yoon, you know? And, uh, yeah, and she she does steal every scene uh, that mm-hmm. she's in, as a matter of fact, you know? And uh, I, 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 I think the subtitle was, I quoted it because I wanted to say, are you the greater driver of us? <laughs> <laughs> in a seductive voice. <laughs> <God. laughs> and, and then when they leave the car, you know, she's in his lap and attached to him and and she won't let go, you know. She's like, uh, yeah, she's clingy, literally. She's doing, like, on the beach when they show up. Because this takes place, like, like she's introduced as uh, the, you know, dickish uh, stepmother or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, we she's introduced. And then Shinfu An, who's trying to bed this uh, actress, sits there and sends his wife. He's wanting to have her go out to the countryside and look after this bar that he bought, not bar, this uh, restaurant that he buys for her. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the wife brings along her mother because her mother's a dick, and her mom will sit there and call Shing Fu On on anything that seems peculiar. And uh, Shing Fu On counters her by bringing the uh, driver, his bootlicking assistant. And so, you know, whilst he's trying to fool, fool well, can't say fool. Well, whilst he's trying to trick his wife into taking this huge responsibility of looking after this restaurant, we look over and we see uh, Kingdom Yoon on the beach with the bootlicking assistant, and uh, she's literally like got her legs wrapped around his head and like is dragging him on the beach. You know, <laughs> like she's trying her best to like. I don't know what she's trying to do. It's some weird. Sex. Well, I know what he's trying, trying to do. To, you know, yeah, get, get her off. Away. You know. <laughs> Not to get her off, but I throw her off, you know. But yeah. uh, nope, she she's got strong uh, strong legs, man, and uh, oh, will. Yeah. I'd love to see an action. <laughs> and uh, for, for for heaven's sake, you know, in that uh, scene where the assistant is in the hotel with her, and her kind of re- repetitive uh, flirting technique because she says it twice, you know, and seduces him with the line from subtitles, you know, do you have any feeling of being raped? (laughs) Sorry, I am impulsive. And then she drools like a faucet is turned on. Oh, it's disgusting, actually. (laughs) No, just liters of, you know, drool coming out of her. And uh, and, and, and he's kind of, you know, he wants to have sex, but nothing else. But she's into, you know, when we're going to marry, how many babies are we going to have? And then she's, like, gone through all her beats. And then she says the fucking thing again, you know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the feeling of being raped, you know. I am impulsive. And like, again, 
then you know, the character says again. <laughs> and but I love the howling as well, where you know, you she literally howls as well. But uh, yeah, so things end up backfiring on Shing Fu Han whenever uh, he's out with his little actress or what have you, and uh, Mommy Dearest puts together a pretty good plan in order to get the restaurant off its uh, hind legs. Indeed, and uh, that's uh, that's where the body menu, <laughs> because uh, that's how the Cantonese dialect kind of comes out, and they say it in English, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I mean, what I want to say first is what Cha Chun Yi and crew are doing here is not revolutionary, but it continually in the movie, even this midpoint where the body menu is uh, introduced, they, they showcase an energy that wasn't a given in in small or big category three movies. Uh, uh, comedies or not, you know, so uh, it, they are really playing to strengths here and providing uh, providing energy and uh, and all of that. But uh, but yeah, uh, the uh, the by the midpoint, uh, the wife breaks out of her shell as uh, this uh, restaurant idea is uh, put forth. So what do you want to say about that? Uh, that um, pretty neat idea, you know, sex sells, I suppose. Uh... Yeah, so the mom sits there and puts together this little thing where she knows someone at uh, the TV station or what have you. And so they bring out a camera crew and everything like that, and they're going to shoot. I didn't understand what it was. Was it a news piece or if it's like a commercial? Uh-huh. There's really no telling, but they have this snarky little TV guy that's there. And uh, he had one of the best lines in the movie, I thought, where uh, – you had Lily, 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 Lily. She was, uh, <laughs> she she didn't want to show off too much of her body. Oh, you remember mo- the clothes choice they had first for her, where they they had her in a big old body stocking and her underwear on the outside, which yes. looked. Ri- I mean, I know why they did that, but it looked like literally like she put it on in in the wrong order. That uh, <laughs> the mom dressed her. Yes, but you know that's the initial clothing choice before they shoot yeah. the commercial. It's like black leggings and white underwear. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and, uh, yeah, so that that sequence, like the she's trying to hide her herself by like taking um, like glass pane that makes it look as if her boobs are maybe like being blurred out or whatever it's actually actually kind of genius so she puts that over both her crotch and her boobs and as she's doing that the the director guy goes what's the matter are your tits sick (laughs) (laughs) that was was maybe my favorite line in the movie I i don't get it but yeah it's genius and so uh yeah that whole sequence is pretty great and like they shoot this commercial well whatever it is and uh the body menu body menu body menu <laughs> is uh, basically where, you know, instead of having a traditional menu like most restaurants have that's made of paper, they just sit there and write out the menu on uh, Lily Lily Lee's behind. Yes, on her panties, nonetheless. Mm-hmm, white Not panties. Not on her ass, but on her white panties. Uh, yeah, white panties. Because she doesn't actually get naked in the movie, really. Nope. No, she gets naked, but uh, very cleverly covers everything up. And good lord, does she have a body? Yeah, I think um, I, I I can't fully confirm this, but I think yeah, in because she did a number of category three movies, that other movies she did. But uh, I gotta ask uh, King Who about that if uh, that that was a fact. But she was in enough movies that, uh, for God's sake, she must have. She must have. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, I mean, she she is a very well put together woman. Indeed, so, uh, do. Um. 
you know what? Um, we'll 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 get to um, why or when we see uh, see the body a little bit more. But I, I want to go back to some uh, uh, to some illusions and some uh, some mixing of reality and illusion that Cha Chun Yi does because mm-hmm. you no, know, of course uh, during during you know the Ching Guan character that the Ching Fuyong beds some fools with, uh, she's gone pretty quickly. You know because th- that didn't work out at all. Right. I mean yeah. she she is there for one half and then that that dream faded rather quickly. Uh, yeah. And uh, another illusion made uh, him thinking she has sex with her is uh, that a hitman enters the room. And uh, a hitman with a picture of Chow Yun Fat, uh, a paper, uh, a, a paper picture from a newspaper, you know, attached to his face, coming into the room, and like Ching Fuyon saying, "No, no, no, brother Fat, don't kill me." It's like a very lame illusion. <laughs> Not even a look, Chow Yun Fat lookalike, but uh, you know, they yeah. have uh, like looks like a picture from a Peace Hotel from the same year, rather than a picture from the killer. Oh, so it's like they just ripped it from paper, and uh, <laughs> so. Uh, um, I was always unsure too if um, the wife and mother-in-law ever found out specifically about him cheating, but you know maybe he's transparent enough in his ways that that's you know, probably what he's doing. You know, I mean, you mentioned that and everything. I just kind of like assumed it, but yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I'm not sure if they did actually find out explicitly. They just they kind mm-hmm. of assumed it because they said, and you know, what is it like, you know. He's, he's getting you out here so that, you know, they kind of figured out his plan of getting her away from the city and all that. The mother-in-law, kinda... regardless, wanted the, wanted the daughter to get a divorce, so it's like right. it, it, play, it played well into her plan. So. Right. And, and the, the the stretch of the movie where, or the stretch, the little scene in the movie where they throw away all the wardrobe, uh, again, on the theme of fantasy and illusion being in, uh, or reality being mixed here, you know, because they, they throw away all the clothes, and then all of a sudden you see, like, this ion chastity bra yeah. <laughs> being thrown in the background. And it's lying there in the background while they're having a regular scene, mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Cha Chun is really fucking with my head now. Is that? No. I mean... But uh, okay, and then they move on and never say anything about it again. Essentially, like, yeah, well, yeah. well, well, Ching Fuyong says like, you know, your chastity bra is thrown away. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. So I don't know, but but I do like that idea of just messing with our heads a little bit. It's not incompetence um, as such. So um, um, so that's that's always good. And, and by the way, uh, going back to the body menu again, because how, how can you not? Obviously, the restaurant visitors um, have a tough time deciding. So, mm-hmm. so they always say, like, oh, I want to think about it. Can you come back with the menu later? <laughs> <laughs> so, no. ding, 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 ding. So, uh, business and men uh, seeing an opportunity to uh, to uh, see panties. Oh, yeah, that. and the one guy brings his blind girlfriend <laughs> along <laughs> for the date. <laughs> you <will> never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, can we see the body menu? <laughs> <laughs> And they're not subtle about it, Hong Kong mayors. You know, not, they're, man. They're, you know they're, they're perverts externally. You know, never internally, just, no. just externally. <laughs> but but I love also that uh, the wife kind of gets caught up in this, or is steered so much by the mother that she's she's deliberately being flirty. Like in the restaurant when she meets the photographer, she lets him touch her and get a peek of her panties. So, uh, but but she's later shown like not being too comfortable with uh, this behavior either. So, um, no, it's all about making uh, Xing Fuan jealous. Mm-hmm. And, and he's there in the restaurant too, trying to, uh, you know, st- spy on her and all of that. But, uh, mm-hmm. 
but um, you know, she meets a photographer and they they go for a photo shoot. And uh, and what happens in the photo shoot is wonderful because you you get nudity, but not nudity as, and you get uh, singing, uh, but or rapping. But uh, so the floor is yours, Joshua. Wanna wanna talk of the photo shoot and sing a little bit for us? <laughs> <laughs> oh my darling, Oh my honey, come Oh my lily, that is basically the song right there yeah like from out of nowhere this starts playing whilst uh we see lily lily dressed up like one thing i can think of is like wonder woman kind of but like painted on the top part of her body you know that's about that's about right i mean it looks like a wonder woman outfit and my god yeah i mean it's it's pretty pleasurable, actually, yeah, and, and 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 that song makes it all bouncy, obviously, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's a lily la- lily rap, I suppose. Um, yeah, the lily uh, song, like there's, it pops up at the end of the movie, and it pops up in this one scene, you know. So and, and you get subtitles too, partly because of the the stuff that's in English and the stuff that's just bula bula bum ba bula bula bum. They subtitled that in you know in in English as well, so that's why Josh could really learn it well yes i was able to sit there and take notes and watch it multiple times <laughs> note by note <laughs> a and b on the dvd player man <laughs> <laughs> and, and i think this was uh part of uh not not these full shots as such but you know uh as part of the poster campaign or the laser disc cover they used uh, you know a, a kind of a shot of lily that could have come from this session rather than a shot of shin Fuyon and lily mixed together so it was just like a big old shot of lily lee and uh, why why shouldn't why shouldn't right. it be so yeah. yeah so you wouldn't know when you if you picked up the movie that it's a shin Fuyon lead role unless you fl- flipped the back i suppose uh, but so, uh, but going back to Shin Fuyon, I mean, he he is uh, lovely here. He's on fire and he's stressed and he's uh, not only talking internally but externally. And uh, and, and there's, there's a genius little scene where he, uh, when she showers off the um, body paint, uh, sh- he is standing there by the window, you know, above the shower, and literally is talking to himself out loud, you know, bastard bitch, and you know. <laughs> And you think it to yourself, she must hear that, right? Who is chatting? Right, yeah, she's like five feet away. <laughs> exactly. So it's not like it's a. Uh, it, it, there's not even a window there. There's only bars there. Yeah. Uh, but w- what it turns out to be, actually, is she's fully aware that he's 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 there, and she's uh, you know, even faking uh, you know a moaning to like suggest that they're having sex in the other room just to make him jealous. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so. You know that that's not a beat where Chachin is messing with our heads, but uh, I, I, the beat I do love is that he wants to smash the window, but then realizes there's only metal bars there, so he like has to revert the hand. Like, oh, can't do that. <laughs> or he could just walk through the front door, but yeah, no. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what what other things? I had some notes. Yeah, <laughs> the mother-in-law has a, a little conversation with Ching Fuyong, like uh, saying saying to him, like, "Where do you think she is? You know, she's playing with others. What, what? playing Lego?" <laughs> Ching Fuyong re- replies, like, "Oh, what a dumbass!" <laughs> no, that, that, that's no, fool, she's fooling. Yeah, exactly. It's very Homer Simpson, like, yeah, Lego. <laughs> So um, yeah, so um, yeah, and the movie goes on, and obviously uh, it, it's there to for him to admit his faults, and uh, and uh, you know a marriage is on the line, obviously, and uh, and who, who knows how it will go? We obviously won't spoil it, but we we said in the plot uh, plot description that it leads to him planning 
to have her killed just because he's jealous. You know, he's completely out of his mind. Yeah, uh, I can't ever. No one can. So he plans. Uh, he gets a book. He gets a suicide handbook by the mother-in-law, but he uses that instead to plan his wife's suicide <laughs> rather than his. <laughs> so it he goes through various scenarios, but the main one is that he actually, before he got the book, ordered a hitman to come to the uh, to take yeah. out her wife. And uh, he has a. Uh, it's pretty lame, but uh, it was current at the time. Uh, do, do do you pick that? Did you pick up on the fact what uh, what uh, what they were parodying? What uh, what what the hitman how could, was? How could I not? I, I suppose so. So, what are they basing the hitman on? Leon, the yes. professional. Like Indeed. the dude shows up and he's dressed just like him. That alone wouldn't have got me. I mean, he walks around day and night, of course, with the sunglasses and he's got like the skull cap on and the long trench coat or whatever. But the dude doesn't really look anything like Jean Renault. But yeah, I wouldn't have put it together. But at the end of the movie, when the hitman kind of introduces himself, he's like, "My name is Leon." Mm-hmm. And of course, Shing Fuan's like, "I don't understand English. What's your, you know?" But yeah, Leon, come on. The, the, the full joke is actually a very, you know, it's a Hong Kong joke and uh, not yeah. a very funny one because they say, uh, "What is your Chinese name?" Lai Ming, and that is uh, singer actor Leon Lai Ming's real name. And Shing uh, Fuan says, "Well, I don't like him." Yeah, okay, I didn't even get that. I was so, like, uh, I was uh, like whatever. Leon Lai Ming, he's been in uh, Comrades. He was in uh, one of the free shorts called The Going Home in the first free, uh, not the yeah. free extremes one. And uh, he's in a film in the first free as well. So um, a lot of frees. But uh, the, maybe Hong Kong cinema did this a lot of times. But uh, the only only other Leon parody I can think of was also from this time in uh, Jeff Lau's uh, Stephen Chow comedy, Out of the Dark. Uh, Stephen Chow plays a character, literally, you know, a mental patient, really carrying around a, a plant and uh, looking like Leon. But I don't think he was an assassin. You just that's his character image. Did he have a plant in this one? The Leon guy. Did he have a plant? Uh, yeah, I think when uh, when Shane Fuyon sees him downstairs approaching the apartment, I think yeah. you can see it in the dark. I mean, it's uh, um, it's not like he carries it with him in every scene subsequently. Yeah. Right. Right. What a movie. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. I mean, Shin Fuyon knew his strengths and uh, levels and that he wasn't handsome. So why not use it for cinematic energy? And Cha Chun Yi got to, you know, be part of that and really take full advantage uh, of it. And uh, I really, I really enjoy it. That's a, you know, it's uh, you, you never had sympathy for Lee Chung Ling, but you like, but, but he's, he projects sympathy. Shin mm-hmm. Fuyon is a pure dick that gets uh, every like physical thing that happens to me it's well deserved you know because right. by, by the end it's, it's a pretty big mess actually right so uh, a, it's, a, it's a big cartoon and an adult cartoon but not uh, still you, you can show it without people being too offended I suppose right. or, or, yeah. or, or what do you think would your aside from your girlfriend would your friends kind of uh, think this is uh, too much and too crude or yeah some of my friends probably would they probably not the crude part but they'd just be like this is way too over the top. What's going on here? I'm, I'm confused. But, you know, for, you know, film fans and stuff like that, I think uh, there is a definite audience for something like this. And I think that... Uh, Shin Fuyon is very liked, so I'm like hoping that our episode has maybe a tiny, tiny effect on people. Ha, ah, there's another Shin Fuyon lead role in there. Let's mm-hmm. try and get it, even though it's not easy to get it, but let's, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a fantastic actor. And uh, I think... Um, both of these movies 
what kind of makes him so strong, you know, for this type of film is, you know, I expected him to be very, like, episodic and, you know, not really sticking to their guns in terms of, like, a narrative or, like, a, a plot that kind of goes somewhere. But both movies actually do, you know, they mm-hmm. actually do serve a purpose. They do have points and stuff like that. And I think that kind of helps out and it makes it feel like a real movie rather than just like a, a series of lame gags, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that having actual characters that uh, you can watch and kind of move with and like the Shing Fu on, yeah, he's a total douchewad, but he gets <laughs> all the stuff that happens to him throughout the whole movie where by the end of it, you know, you do kind of feel bad for the guy because, you know, his life just went to crap, you know. He had everything at the beginning. He was rich, you know, won the lottery, whatever. And then by the end of it, just everything's falling apart for him. And, mm. you know, you can't help but kind of feel for a guy like that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, very good. And, really uh, good. Yeah, both uh, directors deserve a look as well, Chao Chun Yi and Stefan Yip. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll certainly return to them. I know for a fact we will. And uh, But uh, uh, I will include Matt's stylist to, to, some, uh, to some degree and some Tyler Wally Theater. Uh, sometime in the future because um yeah it's a it's a fun little movie uh odd little movie not talked of enough uh but uh next time uh, we are going back to the little screening room where we do a kind of bigger more maybe mature episodes i don't know but uh, we are uh yeah it's it's uh it's up for, it's up for discussion whether or not it makes any difference where we are but uh, uh we are going back to a little bit of true crime examination next time, and uh, we will stay in the Cha Chun Yi filmography, therefore, because we are going to look at two movies that covers the same crime. And uh, because that, again, that was a trend in early nineties to mid nineties Hong Kong cinema to exploit what you read in the papers or known serial killers or crimes throughout ages in Hong Kong. So two movies went after the same crime: Cha Chun Yi's Legal Innocence with Francis Um, Cecilia Yip, and Anthony Wong. But also we'll be looking at Clarence Fox Remains of a Woman, the award-winning Remains of a Woman, covering the same crime. Where, yeah, kind of a love triangle thing that ended up with a body in uh, in uh, dissolving in acid. So, yeah, so there you go. Uh, but also, I'll announce it right away because... Uh, we we like to do this way too much, and uh, and I, I like the aspect of creating bonus episodes on the network. So, uh, because we have time, we will uh, we will uh, a few weeks after main recording get together again to do a bonus episode on another two movies based on the same crime, but they're kind of lesser movies. Uh, there was a murder at some point in early two thousands, maybe late nineties, where body parts were found stuffed inside Hello Kitty dolls. And they put stuff together after that, and enough details were put together that two sets of uh, crews went out and made uh, movies based on the same uh, crime, and I think they were released on the same day as well. (laughs) Uh, Human Pork Chop is the first one, and uh, stars Emily Kwan from uh, Untold Story, and Wayne Lai from Intruder, and the second one is There is a Secret in My Soup, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because this was not something they didn't cook them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, but it stars Michael Wong uh, as the, as a cop, and Hugo Um is uh, in it as well from uh, Brother of Darkness and Bloody Vans. So uh, uh, there, there is a secret in my soup and uh, and uh, human pork chop uh, combined. And, and I, I've seen Human Pork Chop. That was a pretty nasty and effective movie. Uh, nice. Looked way too convincing in terms of where they shot and how they shot it and all of that. You know, just grimy, dirty areas and. Uh, you know, you felt it. Uh, Emily Kwan was really good in it. Uh, so that 
two sets of true crime movies main episode uh, and bonus episode next time around but uh, for now this is us uh, stopping the fooling, I suppose, and uh, getting into the uh, contact information. Uh, this has been This Week in Sleaze on the Podcast on Fire Network. This show, all the other shows and bonus boner episodes on podcastonfire.com. Email podcastonfire at googlemail.com. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash POF network. Join the discussion group via link on that page or search Podcast on Fire Network in the Facebook search bar. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash podcast on fire. Follow my writing at sogoodreviews.com and my video reviewing at sleazykvideo.com and my tweeting at twitter.com forward slash sogoodreviews. Subscribe to This Week in Sleaze and the Podcast on Fire Network on iTunes. And if you like us, with, even if you dislike us or have a problem with uh, the talk of uh, body fluids and Xing Fion, but... Um, and fooling, then definitely let us know via a star rating of your choice or a little comment uh, on iTunes. That would be, be very much appreciated. Or stream us via Stitcher. Download the free application to your iPhone, iPad, Android, or BlackBerry. And once you're in, type in Podcast on Fire Network in the search function, and that should give you the option to add each show individually. And buy some T-shirts from the man who designed, co-designed our intro and outro. Brian Kirby, Shelf lifeclothing.com buy his Cirrosaur versus wolf human t-shirt and uh, wear it with pride oh, yeah. filmed in filmed in shelf scope it says on the poster i have of it because it did a poster as well so it's like the most unusual story ever conceived by man see the ghost of an extinct dinosaur haunt the world see a gypsy curse give rise to an unstoppable rampaging terror see cities topple under the unleashed fury of giant monster battles see Mankind fight monsters with the amazing electric lightning gun. No. Cirrosaur battles wolf human for control of the universe. So, there you go. It doesn't exist, but goddammit, it should. Um, anyway, you, your two uh, plugs, Joshua. Buriedcelluloid.net and vcinemashow.com. What do you need to know? Excellent, excellent. Pinku and Run and Kill and uh, and only action movies. You know, you you, you do it all. Try to. Alrighty, let's stop the fooling. <laughs> I I changed the word for once. You did. So uh, because f- f- fooling is the word of the day, you know. And I'm I'm gonna, I hope for your sake, uh, Joshua, that you slip it in unconsciously in discussion from now on. You know, oh, yeah. is that word fooling? Yeah, it's like, god damn it, uh, god damn this weekend's lease. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's all it's all good. So thank you everybody for listening, and see you next time. Peace. Good, good. Yeah, you know, warm up your warm up your pipes and uh, mm-hmm. to be to be ready. <laughs> Do re mi. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, that's your warm-up exercise from now on. What yes. did he say? Did he say come? Unique New York. Did, did he? Did he say Lily and come? <laughs> no, it's warm-up exercises, man. Have you heard of it? Haven't you seen Secret Lover? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you haven't? What? 